0: Welcome back to to Rob Gill's Epic Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly.
1: To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom,
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. So, Rob, we're getting uh, some questions in here. And one of the things that's coming up is, you know, does life insurance expire? Right. So some of it does. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, what happens and we'll just cut to the chase. Right. It's term life insurance that expires. Yeah. Right. So the, the question is, what happens to your term life insurance when it expires?
1: So um, that's a great question. And I think that. um I think it's, listen, and I hope we're not boring everybody. I know you guys are asking these questions, but, you know, repetition repetition is the mother of implementation, of course, at all times. And when we understand the different insurance products out there, whether it's term, yeah, whether it's whole life, whether it's universal or variable, right? That's just some of the different products. But the one that expires the most from a standpoint of time frame is listen whole life expires so does variable meaning Mm. if you stop paying it and if the cash value runs out it's going to expire yeah right but on term usually you have a 10 20 30 year term and it's very inexpensive it's the biggest money maker for all the insurance carriers that are out there and um if somebody has let's say a 30 year term and they're 30 years old by the time they get to 61 let's say they were paying 80 a month or a thousand a year At 61, to keep that term, it's going to jump up to let's say 20,000. At 62, it's going to jump up to 80,000. By the way, this isn't specific, this is in general terms. And oh, by the way, I am not a fiduciary. <laughs> but with that being said, um, I think it's a matter of understanding that, yeah, about 90 to actually 95 to 99% of term policies either get exchanged yeah. or replaced or they're canceled or they expire worthless, meaning, thank God. The insured outlived the time of the term, but right. The insurance companies, which are geniuses at math, yes, geniuses at investing. Look at how they invest their money. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, they understand that if there's a group of 30-year-old males, that a statistical outlier would be the one where they actually pay the death benefit. But for the rest of those folks that fit that um, health profile, there's right. a good chance up to the tune of 95% that that person is going to outlive the policy. It, it, it makes so much sense. And
0: one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, insurance. Right. Because everybody says, oh, buy buy term, invest the rest because terms so cheap. Yep. But insurance is based on or it's priced based on risk. Right. So like you said, that that 30 year old that buys a 30 year term, the probability and the insurance companies know it of him passing away in those 30 years is next to none. Yeah. Um, and, and they also, I think, factor in the fact that people will stop paying premiums or they will, you know, uh, just just replace that policy with something else. So they get to collect all that money and at the end of the day, there's nothing left over for the family.
1: Yeah, and, and think about, like for me, I own like about, I think about 12 different policies right now. And within some of my policies, I do have a blended term. Yep. Death benefit right because yeah I mean I'm funding whole life I'm putting anywhere between 10 and fifteen thousand dollars a month into my policies and if anyone wants to check that with me you could private message me and I'll go over all my insurance with you one-on-one I have no problem doing that um, but in that I do have what we call convertible term yeah because at the end of the day it's I I based on my age right now which is 50 51. And looking at my future value or or whatever my net worth is, understanding the business I'm in right now, I want to make sure that my wife and children, um, you know, don't have to, my wife, I don't want to have to, for her to go back to work. She's used to the lifestyle that we have. And I want my children's education paid for, including um, once they do get out of college, their post money that's going to allow them to start their life. Right. Right. And, you know, for all the folks out there that are entrepreneurs, one of the things that I did is I make sure that there is a team around my wife that could help her through the process. I learned this from one of my dear friends, Carolyn DeSena, who's often on this show. And Carolyn's husband, you know, he died prematurely. They were worth a lot of money. And uh, she has a team around her based on her husband's postmortem mortem. Um, really in his will and, and, and some of the stuff that he left behind that he wants to make sure that for 100 years, the family is taken care of the right way. Yeah. So I think that term has its place for everybody at all different times. Using me as an example, mine is more about our, what is my future worth going to be Yeah. Right. while I'm still maintaining my outlay, Yeah. Right. which is your monthly outlay, while my monthly outlay is building up my life insurance bank through my different policies, right? So we're factoring all that stuff in. And, and with that being said and done, that's how I use term. But when I did first get married, I, my first policy was a term policy. Yeah,
0: and, and I think term sometimes is not looked at, right? Because we, we talk about a lot. Building wealth and and using life insurance as one of those vehicles, that's always a permanent policy. But to Rob's point, having that death benefit there for your individual protection, your family protection, is is so very important. You started to answer it a little bit, but the the next question I had is you know, so this person's life insurance is coming up and expiring. What should they be doing?
1: Yeah, so, you know, somebody at 40 or 45, um, because they started young. Right. They could have had a 20 or 10 year term and they could be expiring versus someone that's 60 or 65. Right. Because that's a great question. It's a general question. It is. And everybody out there lives in different ages, different genders. And by the way, different health ratings. Yeah. All this stuff has to be factored in. Right. So if you bought a term years ago and now you're like, wait a minute, if I buy insurance again, if I do term again, you know, it may be cheaper than if I did, let's say, whole life variable, universal, or whatever other kind of policies that are out there. The real question is, um, do you want money to go through life expectancy? What does your other assets look like? What is your income? What is your cash flow? I think these are really good questions. Cash flow is important. If you look at a bucket, in the bucket is there holes at the bottom, what do those holes look like that has money leaking out? Is it lost opportunity costs that are associated with interest rates on tax, on on credit cards, on auto payments? Uh, What does your tax liability look like? What does your write-off really look like in the end? Where's your money being deployed on a monthly basis? And I always think it's good to do a checkup from the neck up. You know, I think Wu-Tang Clan once said protect your (laughs) neck. So when it comes to your money, you want to protect your money, meaning that, listen, you have financial professionals in your world, right? Are they on the same page? Are the opinions the same if they're different? Why does it sit and fit with your core value? What is your goals and objectives? And by the way, what is your investment philosophy? Yeah, Very important questions to answer yeah. that very general question. Yeah. And, and I think
0: the other thing to think about, if you're looking to purchase term today, when Rob talks about goals and objectives, what are you doing to make sure every year that you're on pace? ...to meet those goals and objectives, right? Because a lot of times that 30-year-old, they'll buy a 30-year term insurance policy saying, you know what, I just bought a house, I'm going to have that house paid off, we'll be all good when that happens, but what happens when you get to 55, 60 years old, you've remortgaged the house because now you're putting kids through college, now... Your term insurance is getting ready to expire. So are you meeting with your professionals? Are you doing these things, right? How often do we run into those situations where people thought they were going to be in a different space in life and they didn't quite get to where they wanted?
1: Yeah, what what I've learned is um, there's a life condition versus life blueprint. And in our blueprint, in our minds, we always think of the most optimal outcome And that's the, the, the life blueprint and the life condition seems to be a little bit different, right? So what I can say is every time Rob Gill writes goals, um, and I am, I am the best I can each year from the previous year, uh, let's call it a slave to my goals. Meaning I read them, I read them with, with, uh, passion in my voice tonality. I read them in the mirror and my experience has been that my goals come true, just not when I expect. And the feeling isn't what I thought the feeling was gonna be, right? So I've learned to become even more specific, even more intentional, really dig deep into what the goals look like. So to Eddie's point is, yeah, listen, man, you know, you're you're now fifty-five, kids are in college. You may you know, real estate has climbed so much that you need to grab two, three, four hundred thousand to pay for college, but your term is about to expire. So there's a little bit of a hole here, like God forbid if something happens while I'm still working. Um, and now all of a sudden, like I had a $2 million death benefit. Now it's maybe four, you know, $400,000 because my term expired and I just have a policy through work. So, um, once again, it comes down to financial organization. Um, it comes down to, do you have a, 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 let's call it a. We, we call it the Epic Wealth Builder here where we put all your data on one landing page connected to your financial institutions, real-time aggregated at the click of a button so you could see your world real-time. Is it being updated? It, yeah. Guys, gals, yeah. I mean, what's the relationship with the accountant, fiduciary, insurance agent, trust officer, so on and so forth, and how does that factor into the overall planning process? Because in that space, if you're doing the right thing, what really begins to happen is you could kind of say, okay, listen, my term's about to expire. Maybe I can convert my term. Yeah, But if it's going to cost extra money, well, let me figure out a way on how I could pay for it because once it goes from term to, let's say, whole life or universal, that's a different play because you're moving money from one side of the balance sheet to the other. Yes, And you're building up cash value or cash accumulation. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sometimes we talk about taking money from this pocket and putting it over in this pocket.
1: With integrity. And by the way, we're not fiduciaries. We always want to back it up with other professionals in your world.
0: Yeah, of course, everything is monitored and measured inside of the Epic Wealth Builder. Um, But I, I guess to that point is, you know, if you have a term policy or a whole life policy or whatever you have, wherever you are in your station in life, and you think you're worried about, what what am I going to do if this runs out how do I keep insurance maybe it's time to sit down and review that with somebody and maybe it's the fact that you bought this policy you don't even know who the person is they never maintained a relationship and you need somebody to reach out to if you click in the link below one of our team members can reach out to you help review your policies and talk to you about some different options that you may have That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts.
1: Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel
0: and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.